Oh my god. How cool. I love that. So exciting. Wow. Hi, I'm Pip and this is Jumbled Loves a Chat. Amazing. Love that it. Is stunning. That is like so flipping true. Come and get your coffee. <laughs> Cheers to that. Today's guest is my current flatmate, or I should probably rephrase that and say that myself and my family are her squatters. She is our wildly successful painter with an even wilder life journey that got her to this point where she is able to paint full time. She joins me here from the kitchen table. Welcome to Kez Brett, who also happens to be my mum. Ready, set. Oh, pop. Yummy, fill it up. <laughs> so good to be talking to you today. Cheers. Oh, look, cheers, Pip. I'm good. your current mother. Current mother. Oh, did I say current mother? Oh, no, no. current something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's really good to be talking to you today and a great excuse for us to crack open a bottle of bubbles in the middle of the day. Oh, I know. So I really wanted to have this chat with you for ages and I felt like just after Mother's Day was the perfect time. And lots of people don't realise that you're my mum and what your life entailed before all of this success you've had painting. So I think we should start right from the beginning. Right. So you grew up on a dairy farm in Dungog. What was, what was life like way back then in the olden days? <laughs> we had the perfect childhood and I really mean that. Um, we, we had creeks, we had mountains, we had river flats, we had pockets of tropical rainforest, mm. we had horses, we had motorbikes and heaps of kids, um, chooks, dogs, cats, mm. bird, uh, parrot. We had everything. It was a really good childhood. Mum had no idea what we were doing. Yeah. And you're the eldest of how many kids? Uh, eldest of four. Yeah. Yeah. And it would have been, and your dad was very hardworking with the the dairy farm. Yes. So um, mum used to have an afternoon nap. She had no idea where we were. We used to smoke platypus and wombats out of holes oh. and start bushfires mm. and break our arms, falling off horses miles away. We used to, I, I even put a, started a fire under the house so mum wouldn't see the smoke. Oh, and it was a timber house. Poor Shirley. <laughs> Poor Shirley. And were you always creative? When you look back, do you think you always had Yes, that? I think that now, but I didn't know that was creativity at the time. I don't think mum did either. So um, I didn't really get that I was creative until probably about 10 or 15, oh, 20 years ago. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And so did you know um, what you wanted to be when you grew up? Look, I did. Um, I actually wanted to be the Queen. I wanted to be Prince <laughs> Charles's wife. I wanted to be a princess. And I thought um, we had a little tarred road that meandered up to Barrington Tops and through our property. And I used to spend a lot of time riding my horse, Trixie, who was a Shetland pony. Yeah, we um, hear a lot of stories <laughs> about Trixie. Um, and I used to spend my time wandering up and down the road on Trixie, hoping that 
Prince Charles would come past and discover me. Yes. Um, but he never did. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> so your mum and dad, they sent you away to boarding school. Yeah, I didn't want to go. Yeah. Um, but I went and had the best time, made so many great friends. Um, but no, I didn't want to go. And I even till this day remember crying in sixth form going back to school. Yeah. Once I got there, I was fine. I just didn't want to leave them. Just homesick. Yeah. But as soon as I got there, it was lovely. It was so much fun. We were so naughty. I know. Well, mum even got expelled. I um, know. But look, and, you know, just for drinking and smoking. Oh, shush. Don't tell everyone what it was about. <laughs> God. Yeah, but, but that's when it was fine to do it. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, dear. Yeah, and, but they let you go back as a day girl when yes, you got expelled. Yes, and I stayed with my beautiful aunt and um, uncle and I was a weekly boarder yeah. because um, the deputy head actually loved me. Don't know why, because the headmistress didn't, but I have to be careful because st- the headmistress is living here um, you know, in orange. this area. <laughs> <laughs> we have to be careful what we say. So when you finish school, you sort of hit a crossroads, I guess, of sorts. I guess like most people do when they finish working out what they want to do. What were, you, what were your options at that time? Well, I finished school and I got a job um, with Cleo magazine in the days of the nude male centrefold working for Ida Buttrace. You know, in hindsight, I probably should have stayed there because, and I was just the copy girl, um, but it was really amazing. And I got a cadetship either with fashion um, or with graphics. And you know what? I didn't take it. I took a scholarship to Mitchell College to do and teaching. That's in, and that's in Bathurst. Yeah, that's in Bathurst. Yeah. But what look, made you do Why do you I think, think you decided that? I think because I got the scholarship. Yeah. And mum and dad still had another three kids going through school. And I would have had to do a typing course if I'd stayed at Cleo. I was a bit scared of that. Oh, no. You're still not very good at typing. No, no. I'm watching her doing her Instagram is very funny. Oh, very frustrating for you guys. Yeah, working the printer. Oh, everyone out there with a mum would be knowing exactly what I'm thinking. There's a good YouTube video of daughters and sons and their mothers. (laughs) <laughs> Try to teach them skills on the computer. So you remind me almost daily that you are a teacher still, you say. Well, I do because I've got two little boys living with me. I know, me. I know. What did you love about teaching the right. most? I love the children. I love the little children and I love watching them learn and pick yeah. up skills. It was really beautiful. And also I could help because some of the little children really need a bit of love yeah. and care yeah. and it might have been a bit remiss at home. So I was able to do that yeah. and give them some positive reinforcement and help them when they had bad teeth yeah. and help them when they had stutters. And yeah. yeah, it was all, that was lovely. So yeah. you ended up, you're in Redfern, then Werris Creek and and you ended up in Blaney, but yes. you met Dad. Yes, and, who was a farmer. Yes, yeah, and you were teaching then at Millthorpe, which is a gorgeous little town outside of Orange that you should visit after ISO if you get a chance. But why did you why did you stop teaching? Well, I'd 
And you're allowed to swear on this podcast. No, no, never dare. Uh, <laughs> so a kid in um, second class, when I was teaching art, told me to get fucked. Is that a swear <laughs> yeah, that's right. Anyway, I thought, oh, my God. And when he, I sent him to the headmaster, the headmaster told him to go home and calm down. Uh-huh. And I thought, right. So my, uh, Pip's dad had also given me a sewing machine for Christmas which is like giving, you know, him some knitting needles. Anyway, I thought, what am I going to do with this? So I went off to TAFE and learned how to work it. Yes. Then I came home and it was during the days of applique. And even though I was only teaching a couple of days a week, I started applique clothing and also sewing up very basic dresses with my limited sewing machine skills yeah i remember we had like um sloppy joes that said big sister and my brother wore one that's a matching one that said little brother and And country studs and yeah little yeah it was but of the time it was oh it was very cool cool. it was so cool so cool at the time yeah and then i started mixing and matching fabrics and then when the kids said that to me in art classes i wasn't teaching in latin yeah so I thought, right, that's enough. I'll go and become a fashion designer. Yeah. So that's what I did and because I really couldn't sew. When, when was this? What is it? This is like oh, high yeah. eight. This is 80s. Yes. And I and I had you two at home. Yeah. Or, um, so it was I, like, um, pu- what do you call uh, them? Uh, shoulder shoulder pads, pads, drop waist. Yeah, frills, ruffles. Clip-on earrings. Big clip-on earrings. Yeah. Yeah, and big hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But look, it was fascinating time, and I, I, it was really great because I lived in the country. I was able to design them up, pick the fabrics, the buttons, what I wanted to do, and then I had heaps and heaps of women that could sew beautifully. Mm. So they used to make them, and then I used to um, hoik you kids around the countryside, and one of my good friends, and we'd go and sell them to boutiques all around New oh, South boutiques. Wales. Oh, <laughs> yes, yeah. <laughs> with my big hair and my shoulder pads, and I'd come rattling in with all these plastic bags full of creations. Um, yeah, so that's how I got a start. So I stopped teaching. Yeah, and it was all, and, and your fashion was all, is kind of very similar to what your art is. Absolutely. A bit colourful. Lots of mixing and matching fabrics and colours and designs. You know, yeah. there was nothing subdued about it. No, 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 <laughs> no, no, definitely not. So you then, so you were designing your own clothing and how did it come about that you bought a store? Right. That well, you opened a retail store? Well, um, your dad and I, uh, he sold the property out at Melthorpe and he was doing another job. Um, And so we sold that property and moved into Orange, thankfully. And um, a beautiful little old turn-of-the-century house came on the market. Mrs Beasley's cottage. Mrs Beasley's cottage. And it had gnomes in the front yard, cockle shells as the borders. It was really, really beautiful and two little old ladies had died there and it had gone up for auction and no one had bought it. So um, Christopher got it for a steal really and then he repainted every little bit of it. It was spectacular. It was spectacular. He picked out 
every little bit of cornices and it was horsehair ceilings and marble fireplaces and he really made it a, a spectacular building. Um, and so I had that building and I was just making my own clothes out of it. And then unfortunately Christopher died suddenly mm. And I thought, oh, my God, what am I going to do now? I could go back to teaching, but I didn't really want to. And I thought, look, I'll buy in a few other little outfits. More brands. Yeah, Yeah, more brands. Bring on some brands. And hardly brands. I have one brand called Portfolio and about four four blazers. And they sold in a second without me having to do anything. And I thought, oh, my gosh, retail's the go. So I eventually stopped doing wholesale and just started doing retail i did wholesale for a while yeah, yeah and it was full on you know going to sydney and catching planes and bringing mm. back fabrics and mm. tassels and i had 19 sewers so really when i hit onto this retail business i thought woohoo yeah that's so awesome. that's how that happened. and then you had a successful clothing store for 24 four years or something like that. We're not very good with numbers in this family. We're good at colour but not numbers. No. Well, we'll we'll say 24 and I guess, um, you know, I often say that I learnt a lot of um, really good business um, tips, pearls of wisdom Mm. from you. Life's little lessons. Yeah, but more, Mm. yeah, the good. What um, would you tell people in, because it's, Corona, which mm. is annoying. Yeah. Um, what would you tell people that had their own retail stores? Would you have any little tips for them? Well, if they were thinking of starting or they had started, you've got to love it. Yeah. Like, you've got to throw yourself into it. I I just loved it so much. Mm. And I loved getting the, the new deliveries. I loved unpacking them. I loved putting them on people. And I mm. loved mixing and matching and showing them the things that they could do with the outfits. And look, seriously, I felt like I had the best job. So if you love what you do, you're going to be good at it. Mm. Yeah. yeah. And like you, threw myself into it and just... Um, had you kids working for next to nothing? No wonder you learned a few things. I know, on the way. I know. Really good at that. <laughs> I but think isn't, I that a, isn't that a funny thing though that you have to like love it? Because lots of people that yeah, probably yeah. doesn't cross their mind. They might mm. be like, "Oh, I love." Or they clothes. might like fashion, but they actually can't run a fashion shop. Yeah, yeah. It's you know, quite, they think because they love lots clothes, of so there things. is more to it, but. Loving it's a good start. Yeah, loving it is a good start. Yeah. So then when you were, you know, you are out the back of the shop, sometimes in the quiet times, you you were painting, but I can't remember when or why that even started. Did you just... Yeah, I started painting... Did you do an art class? No, I just done can't a, remember. Yeah, I'd done a few art classes and I thought, well, if it's quiet, I can go up and slap a bit of paint on and... If I wasn't entertaining people with coffee and cake out the back, I'm, I just dabbled a little. Yeah, mum was often sitting actually out <laughs> the back having cups of tea and with well, people. I, I made it. I made it. I never um, get to do that in the shop. I know. I now have a coffee shop. But yeah. yeah that's, but, but I made a decision never to go out for lunch because it was really important that I stayed at work always. Mm. And, you know, my friends used to come in from out of town want to go out for lunch and I just thought no I can't do that I've got to be a serious shopkeeper which I was but I 
could throw them a cup of coffee out mm. the back and then zoom into the front of the shop again. But, yeah, so it started about oh, 10 years before I actually retired. Mm. I'd be painting out the back. Yeah, and then when people would go out for a cup of tea or go to the bathroom, they'd often end up buying your artwork that was drying on the easel, yeah, so it was kind of perfect. Yes, and then eventually I retired and had no idea that I was going to paint. Yeah, I think yeah. you you put that vision into my head. Well, I think you then started you started, we started selling a couple of your artworks in Jumbled mm. and remember once I pulled down everything in the whole shop and just set your the whole shop. When I had the little jumble mm. with art all around and that was probably... And I was nowhere to be seen. You sort of had a, a showing yeah. that I couldn't bear to go. It was too embarrassing. That's why I love you selling it because I don't actually have to face the customer yeah. or they don't have to feel like they have to buy it because I'm standing there looking over their shoulder. I think the problem that lots of people have when they're selling their mm. own thing, especially when it's a creative mm. thing, that it is hard. It's mm. easy, much easier to sell someone else's Absolutely. stuff. Absolutely. And, you know, but it is pretty. It can yeah. be awkward selling your own yeah. thing. Well, look, it was like me selling my own clothing designs. Mm. Like I did love them, but... I just, you know, you always think you can do better and you're not that good mm. and, yeah. And then so what what inspires you with your art? I know we often giggle that, you know, serious artists are very meaningful and conceptual <laughs> and things like that and that's probably what you're not but that's mm. why I think everyone gets so much joy from your art yeah i try not yeah as you said people are quite a lot of artists are conceptual and often they look at really hard messages that they want to put across or dark deep messages yeah. that's not me no i have no, no message i just go in there and look at a white canvas and think oh what colors do i yeah, want to yeah. paint today and do i want to do a landscape or do i want to do a floral or do i want to try something else but yes i have no message in my artwork yeah but that's <laughs> and good, people like... ask i know but people ask you if you why you painted it and where and how What's the and, meaning and the meaning i think god um and i don't uh, Half the time it's from my mind. It's collages of my mind, really, and that's about as <laughs> deep as I get. That sounds, <laughs> it actually does sound deep. <laughs> it's collages but, yeah. from my mind. God forbid. Yeah, um, I just make it up in other words. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, funny. But that's good. Gosh. Yeah. What, what gives you the most joy when you're painting? Colour. Yeah. I just... I'm just blown away by colour and I feel sorry for people that don't know how colour works or are too scared to use it yeah. um, in their clothing or in their lives or their um, interiors. I just, I often think they're a bit scared. Look, when I was in fashion, all the fashion people used to wear black, yeah. everyone. And I think it was because they were too scared to try something else in case it was seen seen to be incorrect and yeah. not right yeah so that they wore their uniform of black and i think a lot of people too in their homes um have creams and whites and they're a bit too scared to put something mm. out there mm. and you know they'll say oh my god i'd never do that but you know what it's a talking point it's something different it's away from the norm yeah so color yeah, yeah. Colour and mixing and matching patterns. Yeah. And what does the future hold for you? 
and your art? And my art. Um, look, if it could hold what it's already held, yeah. which is joy, fun, uh, an extra income on top of my superannuation, <laughs> uh, which allows me to go overseas. I, look, I could not ask for more. And it's mm. the thing I want to do most in life. Oh, Other than look after your children. Oh, sure, <laughs> sure, sure. <laughs> no, God. but it's true. But, yeah, and be with friends. But mainly I just love to paint. Mm. It's so nice to be able to do that. And I can do it in the garage. I know. I know. <laughs> Fancy. <laughs> well, that was great. Are you ready for the jumbled mixed bag? You're right at the end. There's nothing to be worried about. Oh, what do you want? They just keep oh, talking. Oh, I'll keep talking. Oh, yeah. God. No, okay, okay. jumbled mixed bag. If you could live anywhere in the world other than beautiful orange, where would it be? Well, we actually plan to go and live in France for six months. Oh, I haven't when? told you that. When? Well, we should go soon while you're still living here. No, but Corona. <laughs> um, yeah, I know. That's such annoying, Corona. Yeah, yeah. Although I did find a photo for my eulogy page. Oh, yes. While we were doing Corona. A corona cleaning out. Um, but, no, I, we're going to go and live in France for six months. Oh. In Provence, I think, where we were for a month. I just love France. And I'm so good at the language. Oh, God, no. And, I know, and the backstory to that, we're super shit at languages. <laughs> our family's just, it's not our forte, is no, it? No, it doesn't matter. Okay. If you're a drink, what would you be? I would be one of my ink gin and tonic so, ah. it's, so it's purple the uh, gin yeah and then I put in all this color I put in oranges I put in yeah. um green bits of basil or and it's all purple and orange yeah. and green or lemon and yellow and it and it's just a fabulous drink that's a good one and it <laughs> is a it's a yummy and a pretty drink. yeah and it's colorful what is something that you haven't done that you would still love to do? Uh, look, I think go and live overseas for six months. Yeah, that's good. Or 12 months. But I think you have to start paying tax so you're not allowed to for 12 months. But would think, you paint over there, do you think? Um, look, I think if I went for six months, I would. I don't paint when I go overseas now because I'm, I'm too messy. I've got too much yeah. stuff and big stuff. And you never put any lids on your paint. No, so but that bag. makes them thicker. Oh, so okay. That's also good because I get a bit of texture oh, okay. and lump in it. What is your favourite colour? Pink. Hmm. Any, any, any pink. Yeah, I like yeah. pink too. Pink's beautiful. Mm. What would you tell your younger self? To take notice of all my life's little lessons that I've given you lot. <laughs> I you. wish I, yeah, I well, wish your I'd... mum probably gave those to you. No, she told me things like don't walk under a ladder and you'll have bad luck if a cat crosses your path. You said probably three days ago about walking under I the know, ladder. I know, but then I pulled myself up. I try not to do superstitions, but life's little lessons that I gave you two, if I'd taken a bit more notice of that... Um, earlier mm. but yeah and that's things like love yourself and then so <laughs> <laughs> now if you love yourself then other people will love you no you've got to love that's yourself. wrong There's, no you've no, got to love no. yourself you've first. got to love yourself yeah. before anyone else can love you mm. that's what you've drilled into us and I yeah that's a nice one I yeah. like that okay the final one 
What is the first thing that you're going to do when my family moves out of your house? Replace the floor, the carpet. <laughs> Good one. <coughs> uh, dogs weed all over. Oh, don't, don't say that. <laughs> God. All right. She's been sick. That's why she had to get vulvoplasty. All right. Well, that was beautiful. And thank you, Mum. And we can't wait to see more art coming our way very soon. I'm lucky to have you to show it to all of you. So lucky. Okay. (laughs) Thank you. Bye. Hey, thank you so much for listening and sharing a glass of bubbles with us. Please subscribe if you want to hear more and share it with all your kick-ass businesswomen friends. So until next time, stay fabulous.